Three years ago, we faced one of the hardest times of our life. It was a time where the Lord spoke to us to leave the comforts of our home, our job, our finances, our community, and begin to transition to a place that we had never been before. It really was a major life transition. And every life transition begins with an ending, but finishes with a new beginning. Transitions are challenging because they force us to let go of the familiar and face a future that many times is unknown, causing us to feel lost and vulnerable. And I remember during this time, we were looking for resources. We were looking for other people, other things that we could relate to because we had so many feelings and emotions arise and we really couldn't find much. And so during this process, the Lord took us through, we began to get keys and strategies and how to process transition well. And so we've put together this online workshop called Navigating a Season of Transition. In this live workshop, you will learn the three-step process of every transition, how to come up with strategies for embracing a new season, the difference between a change and a transition, how do you navigate relationships during a season transition, and how to recognize the new season you're stepping into, and so much more. So you may be asking, is this workshop for me? Well, here's some questions that you can ask yourself to find out if it is for you. Are you feeling a sense of chaos and don't know why? Are you having dreams at night about life transitions? Have you been receiving prophetic words over and over from people regarding transition? Are you frustrated where you're currently at in life? Have you lost passion for the things that you've always been passionate about? And things that used to come easy to you are now becoming hard? Join us for this online workshop with one of the premier prophetic voices, Doug Addison, who is a seasoned prophet in times and seasons and navigating transition. Join us May 30th, 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for this online workshop. If you'd like to find out more, check the show notes or go to mattanddezgonzalez.com. See you there. The Matt and Dez Experience, season two. Let's go. Thanks for joining us for season two. Join the conversation with Matt, Dez, and friends as they share how to transform culture through family. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. On today's episode, we have one of our great friends and really a mentor to us over the years, Dano McCollum, who's uh, just been such a great friend and has influenced us in so many areas. It's such an honor to have you on the show today, Dano. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you guys. <laughs> you know, we just recently uh, did a online workshop on how to really begin to develop a prophetic culture within homes and parents and families. And I wanted to kind of have this conversation uh, with you today to kind of begin to discuss this because ultimately... You know, we've so gleaned from you in this area. Uh, you've created several books and really spoken into this area. So we'd like to have this, this conversation to ask you a couple questions. Yes, we are excited to have you. Thank you so much, Tano. You know, for most of our listeners, they probably already know who you are. But for those who may not, can you just tell the listener a little bit about what you're passionate about and what are some of the things you're doing right now? Sure. I oversee two nonprofit organizations. Uh, one is called The Prophetic Company, which is a network, a relational network of prophetic trainers that uh, focus on different spheres of influence to impact the world with prophecy as a life skill. 
And uh, Matt and Des are part of that, actually, in this mountain of family is bringing prophetic insights to family, as well as practical tools for advancing that. And uh, we, we love partnering with you guys. The other organization is also a prophetic network. It's called Sounds of the Nations. And we're working in over 70 language groups around the world, uh, helping them to hear what the Father is saying over their city, region, or nation, and then turning that into a song. And out of that, we've seen literally millions saved and miracles, wow. signs and wonders. And some of our spiritual sons and daughters have become the leading edge of revival movements uh, with their with their worship music. So those are the two spheres that I'm impacting. I'm a father of four and uh, have four grandchildren as well. And uh, absolutely love that. Come on. Well, I need that Benjamin Button anointing you have because I had to tell you what, you look like you're getting younger and younger, brother. Well, hey, you know what I'm doing is during the lockdown, I'm I'm losing weight. You know, I'm like eating certain foods, you know, cutting out carbs and sugars. And so, because I knew that otherwise I'd look like Thor, you know what I mean? Not the good one, the one after he got depressed, you know, and had the pot belly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you did that. I probably did the opposite. I need to get on your your, uh, plan right now. Oh, my word. That COVID-10-15 is real. (laughs) Well, hey, today we want to discuss activating children in the supernatural. We know uh, God has not given children a mini version of the Holy Spirit. They are having encounters along like our kids at a young age and still are having encounters, having encounters, visions and dreams. What are some of the things that you have done to activate children in the supernatural? Uh, I think the first thing that I've done, probably I wrote the books, My Superpowers, uh, which are about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um and uh, how they can be activated in a child's life. Um, And that just came out of my passion. I I believe, Matt and Des, I believe that there's an attack against children to desensitize their spiritual gift while they're young. Because we know that the scripture says the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. But we also know that, and that means that they'll never go away. You know, mm-hmm. like like a child will have a spiritual gift their whole life. It doesn't come later in life. They're actually born with it. Wow. But the thing is that in Romans 12 and verse 6, it says that we, if your gift is prophecy, then you must prophesy according to the measure of your faith. And so what happens is the enemy tries to overstimulate or torment a child in the area of their gifting so that they'll shut their faith gate. He can't wow. take the gift away because he uh, because the gifts are irrevocable, but he can get someone to shut their faith gate through which the gift must pass. And if the, wow. if the okay. gate of faith is closed, the giftings of the spirit can't flow. And so what happens, Matt, is when a child is experiencing overstimulation or when they're being tormented by their perceptions, parents unknowingly partner with their kids, I mean, partner with the devil in desensitizing their children, where they actually like, I just want my kid to stop having bad dreams. So I teach my kid not to dream. 
I, I, I want my kid to not be afraid of atmosphere. So I desensitize them to the atmosphere. And what happens is we're actually partnering with the enemy to desensitize the child spiritually rather than teaching them to identify how their gifting works and then to gain their authority in that sphere. Wow. So that is so, so good. You know, you mentioned a little bit about parents and what they do to help their children. What advice would you give parents who may have a child that they're having some of these encounters, some of these negative experiences, like you mentioned, maybe they are having night terrors, maybe even demonic encounters while they're awake. What would you, what advice would you give parents and what we are to do? We know what we shouldn't do maybe, but what <laughs> we, what's some good advice for parents? Cause I know well, we've been there. Yeah, I know. And, and actually I'm wrestling with it right now with my 13 year old, to be honest. So I mean, let's just be honest that there's not easy answers. And, you know, even the principles I share today, I've seen instantaneous fixes. And yet Mm -hmm. I'm going through about a year and a half process with my own teenage daughter right now. So, you know what I mean? It doesn't there's principles and and there's paces, you know, there's principles and there's process and we got to embrace it all. So first of all, don't feel bad if you haven't got breakthrough in this area yet. You know, the enemy is here to steal, to kill and to destroy. And he doesn't fight fair. He picks on children. He picks on people that are tired and weak and sick. And and it's it's the nature of the beast, you know, and so don't Mm. feel bad. Like, you know, that you've done something wrong or you're powerless. Okay. I just want to encourage you first. But the first thing that I would say is identify your child's perception. There are four primary perceptions and that is seeing is number one, then hearing number two, feeling or sensing number three, and knowing or perceiving is number four. So seeing and seeing and then hearing, feeling, and then perceiving or knowing. And your child's language will help you identify what type of perception they have naturally from the Lord. Okay. They can have more than one, but they will have a primacy. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says that God distributes these gifts, each one as he wills. Okay, so he assigns children giftings and graces according to their personality and their assignment later in life. And so even though they can flow in all of them, they're going to have a kind of a pre-qualifier in a specific area or two. So first of all, listen to their language, not just to what's going on, but how they're describing it. If they say, mommy, I'm seeing bad guys. Okay, then they're probably a seer. You know, mm-hmm. or mommy, I'm I'm scared. There's something bad in the room. Why do you think there's something bad in the room? I just feel it. Okay, they're probably a feeler or a right. sensor. Um, uh, mommy, I'm hearing bad guys tell me something, or you know what I mean. I'm I'm hearing these these ugly sounds. Okay, then they're a hearer. You know, and if they're a knower, then oftentimes they're in children. It's more of a foreboding. It's like mm-hmm. I just know something something bad is going to happen. And it's like that sense of foreboding is actually a premonition warning that that child can avoid potential danger by foreseeing it, by foreknowing it, and then taking countermeasures to uh, come against it. So what happens is we just don't want our kids to hurt and we forget 
that they're already gifted. We forget that they already have the whole Holy Spirit, you know? And so we just want the pain to stop. So we're like, no, honey, that's just your imagination or, or no, there's nothing bad in your room. The truth is there is something bad. in their room. <laughs> but, right. but what they need is the authority over it. And so yeah. some of the yeah. tools we use is if they're a seer, we'll say, ask the father to show you what they really look like. All right. And they'll shrink from their magnified state to their fallen state. And then oftentimes the child will laugh or not be afraid or will tell a little seer will say, hey, look over their shoulder to see the angel that's behind them. Because in our house, the angels of the Lord encamp around those who fear him. And so there might be one bad guy, but there's a whole encampment of angels, but you won't automatically see them. You have to look to see them. And the reason for that is the kingdom of darkness is based on pride. So they need to be seen. And the kingdom of light is based on humility and gentleness. So you must look to see them or you probably won't see them. And so angels are always present in the room, but because they're humble and they're gentle, they won't manifest without permission and they won't manifest without actually intentionally looking to see, to hear, to feel, or to perceive them. So that is so good. You know, I've, I've heard you share testimonies about your oldest son, Michael, and just being activating in the CEO realm. Uh, would you share some of the things that you experienced with him at a young age? Would you give the listener a little bit inside of just raising him up? I know he had come to you several times and you guys had this, uh, you know, you share some stories and some principles and it was so good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It was a challenge. Um, um, our son, Michael, when he was 11, uh, so we were late to the party here. We we didn't <laughs> notice it or realize it for a long time. He's kind of a quiet kid anyway, keeps to himself. And then he, he was a little bit different because he tested with a genius IQ at eight years old. He tested wow. post high school. So wow. I'm telling you guys, we would be like, hey, Michael, you know, we're going to have to ground you because you did so-and-so. And he'd go, well, I did it because of la, 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 you know, and he'd tell us all these brilliant things. And then we're like, uh, we're going to go to our room and think about what you said. <laughs> <laughs> we're sending ourselves to our room. Oh my word. <laughs> so, so it was challenging in a whole nother realm, little genius kid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he graduated from college when he was 16 years old. Um, <laughs> wow. But anyway, at 11, I found out that he was an involuntary seer, that he actually see in the spirit realm. And I'm like, really? Well, what do you see? And he said, well, angels and demons and stuff like that. I'm like, what? Wow. You see angels and demons, like, what, what do they look like? And he said, it depends on what kind they are. <laughs> and I go, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, an afflicting spirit, it looks like a little four foot monkey and uh, and it has these four inch claws and it's uh, often Whoa. a weird color and um, and it digs into people from the outside and an unclean spirit looks like a really bedraggled homeless person with red eyes and all this kind of stuff. And he starts going through all the rank and file of the demonic kingdom describing what they look like. And I'm like, how do you know all this? 
I mean, oh, I know we don't teach this in Sunday school. How do you know? How do you know about all the types of demons and everything? And he said, "Well, I just I see things and I ask God what they are, and He tells me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, teach me because I want to learn. I want to know." Wow. <laughs> And so here's here's some of the steps that we went through. Okay, first of all, you've got to treat your perception as a gift, not a curse. Yeah. All right, a gift, not a curse. So because it often starts in torment, a lot of times we don't realize that this is actually an untrained gifting. And the reason it's tormenting us is because we're ignorant of the spirit realm. And that's what mm. Paul said in uh, his writings, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant about the spirit realm. And uh, and so he began to teach on it. And so the first thing we want to do is we want to get our uh, confronting of these issues from the negative to the positive realm. We don't want to treat okay. bad dreams like a curse. We realize that, hey, dreamer is a gift. God is speaking to you through the vehicle of dreams. But right now you're getting mixed signals. You're also getting tormenting dreams. You're getting bad dreams, but dreams are a good thing. So we're not going to pray, Lord, take the dreams away. We're going to pray, Jesus, we give you our dream life. Lord, we give you our ability to dream. And we thank you that I am a dreamer, or I thank you that I'm a seer, or I thank you that I can hear things. If I can hear a demon, I can hear an angel. If I can hear an angel, I can hear the voice of God. And we begin to reframe the dialogue. We, we begin to reframe the conflict from something bad to something positive. And we start uh, offering that perception as an instrument of righteousness to the Lord. And, uh, and that begins to shift it right there. We're no longer going to treat this like something we have to get rid of. It's something that we're going to harness the energy of. Um, to, to do good and to experience good. So that's the first thing is kind of reframing the context of the conflict from the negative to the positive. The second is I like to teach a child what the potential gifting is behind the uh, perception. So a lot of times seeing or hearing or feeling Uh, is a discerning of spirits. Sometimes it's prophetic. So I want to show them in the Bible other people that had the same kind of perceptions and how they use them. And so like for a child who sees something tormenting, it's like, oh, let's go to 2 Kings 6 and let's look how the young man Gehazi saw an enemy army all around them. But then Elisha prayed and said, open his eyes that he might see. And suddenly he saw that more were those who were for them than those that were against them. And he saw angels and chariots of fire and warriors. And now he's no longer afraid. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the second thing that we want to do is identify the gifting and tie them to the Bible um, to show them, hey, you're not weird. Hey, this isn't strange. Uh, Other people have experienced this, and this is where you can find this in the scripture. The third thing that we want to do, the third step is to teach the child their authority. And their authority is to bring the gift into subjection. Okay. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And the context is this. I'm not saying that all children are prophets. I'm saying that all gifts are subject to 
their receiver to the person who actually has the gift and you're not to serve the gift. The gift is to serve you. Mm -hmm. So you actually have to bring your perceptions in subjection to their purpose, which is to serve you and to give you spiritual intel. And so right now we would just pray with a child to take authority. Hey, we take authority over our perceptions right now in Jesus name. And so all like, I don't want to hear everything that's going on. I don't want to see everything that's going on, but I will see whatever my father wants to reveal to me. All right. So we're going to subject our perceptions to God's purpose for them. And then another stage of that is just learning their authority and their command over the kingdom of darkness, that the kingdom of darkness is more afraid of a child than a child is afraid of them. That's right. That's, That's because so in Psalm 8, it says that um, that he silences the foe and the avenger through the mm-hmm. praises of, of babes and infants. One of the most powerful things on the planet is the voice, the praise, the song of a child. And so wow. that's why the enemy uh, attacks so hard against children is to uh, try to quench future destiny, to try to stop. The spiritual warfare in Ephesians 6, it says that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers. And so they want to pin your child's sensitivities to the ground right in the beginning so they'll never know how to fight the real battle for life, which is against principalities and powers. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Even as you're talking, I'm just reminded, I'm, I remember clearly growing up seeing demons me too. Seeing things. And, but the thing was, my mom was a believer. My dad wasn't. So there really wasn't that Christian culture in our house. So I didn't know. So I, I just remember shutting, just being so fearful, fearful and just shutting off. Like I would know things before they would happen. Yeah. Like just stuff like that would happen when I was younger. But I remember just distancing myself from that and then it not kicking back in until after I had an encounter with Jesus and, you know, getting saved in 1994. And it just kind of went to a whole nother level. You know, I've heard you talk about three modes of a gift. Could you kind of share about that? And uh, I think that would really also give insight to help parents. Cause I know I shut the gift off. It had to be re, you know, re, re, or, yeah. yeah, recover, restarted, a reset. So would That's you talk right. a little bit about that? It's like re- rebooting your computer. The gift and calling yes. is irrevocable, but an irrevocable is not. Let me just say this because it applies to those three areas. Irrevocable doesn't mean that the moment you're a Christian and you acknowledge your gift, that it starts there and then goes through eternity. It, me- mm-hmm. it, it is actually a line with arrows on both sides, stretching back before you were born. The scripture says, that uh, to the prophet Jeremiah, before you were born in your womb, I called you to be a prophet to the nations. So he had the gift of prophecy before he was born, like the Lord knit it into his DNA and, and children are this way. So as a result, there's three phases. And again, I don't have good Bible for this. I just got to tell you, this is just from my 40 years of walking in the supernatural. Okay. Like um, I I came into the supernatural realm when I was 17 years old. Uh, so the last 40 years, I, I began to, you know, learn these things and mentored under some really powerful people. So uh, the three stages that I'm talking about are this, the first stage 
is that your gift is just on. And, and Matt, that's what we are experiencing as children. We would see yep. things not because God was showing us them, but because God gave us the ability to see. And mm-hmm. let me say it this way. Chris Valentin gave me my first iPhone uh, many years ago, but he wasn't the only one to call on that phone. The gift was the ability to receive calls. All right. But I had to steward it and know that it's not always appropriate to answer the phone, especially if scam likely is calling, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's a great, great. And so um, the thing is, we have to realize, I, I think there's this wrong sovereignty idea that a gift from God means that God is always speaking through the gift. And that's mm-hmm. absolutely not true, is that actually the gift part is when you serve someone else with it. The perception or the ability to receive spiritual information is irrevocable. So you have that in some form. Everybody does. In some form, every single person has it. And so it is your channel of communication from the spirit world. And so you can receive on that channel from more than just God. And uh, and, and you pick up information. So that's the first thing we have to realize is that not all the information you're receiving is from God, even though the perception is from God. And that's why we need to bring it subject. That's why we need to learn our authority. The second area is the training area. So your gift moves from being on to being trained. And that's where you start receiving uh, information about what this is and about what to do with it and things like that. And let me share this because I'm sure some of your listeners have gone through this is that sometimes a child will have a premonition dream of something bad that's going to happen or a premonition uh, uh, impression of a family member that's going to die and then the next day they do die or something like this. I mean, I hear this all over the world, Mm -hmm. so I know it's true. And it's happened to adults as well. And what happens is a guilt comes upon a child because they think, I I caused it or I could have stopped it or why did I know this? And it happens to adults as well, is that they will have a a perception, a premonition, a dream, a vision, a feeling, a thought, any of this stuff, and then disaster happens and they feel responsible. They feel guilty. And the truth is that whenever you have a premonition of something that's about to happen that comes in any form um, without directions of what to do or without an assignment to do something about it, it's actually just an affirmation of your gift. It's not supposed to make you feel guilty. It's supposed to confirm that you actually will have an assignment one day in this area. But if it didn't come with instructions of what to do, and it didn't come with a compulsion to do something, then you're not responsible All you're responsible for right now is to learn and to believe, okay? Mm -hmm. So what happens many times, Matt, is the next stage is the training mode. And uh, that's where you start learning that your gift is real, that it's powerful, that, you know, some of the things that you can do with it, all those kind of things. But when it does not come with a sense of assignment, or if it doesn't come with a compulsion to act and a knowledge of what to do, then you are not responsible. Okay. That's so good. 
And that takes us to the third stage of gifting, which is assignment mode. And in assignment mode, that is where the Lord actually gives you an impression and then says, okay, this is what I want you to do. Go to this place, say this, those kind of things. And um, those are the things that you're actually responsible for. Wow, wow, wow. That's that so, is so, so, good. Good. so good. You know, earlier you had just briefly mentioned one of your series that you did called My Superpowers. So we got that series as soon as we started having kids. It's so good. I just want to emphasize that for the listener who are looking <laughs> yes. for resources and you really break down um, their children's book, but you really break down in the language that children can understand yes. for each of the gifts of the spirit. And they're powerful because I know we've gotten so many questions from parents that they themselves are in training mode. They're learning totally. about their yeah. gift. They're <laughs> learning about how to recognize the voice of God. And so when they hear this topic on training their children, they yeah. feel like, oh my gosh, am I adequate? And, or whatever, you know, yeah. these thoughts come and like, no, 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 break off all that shame. That's not, no, God has already prepared you and you guys can learn together and it yes. can be so powerful. And, and I just want to emphasize the books because it's great language. If you don't really know what to say sometimes, I think, you know, just take some resources and start there and then God's yeah. going to give you the rest. And so, the book, it's a good conversation starter with right, your kids. I right. mean, getting in it together, it can get the conversation started. And we just highly, highly recommend oh, those books. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. Thank you. So you and, you know, that's what they were meant to do is just to start the conversation yeah. and to give you a launch pad for that, you know, yeah, so yeah. there's cartoons about little children who need to have a uh, miracle. And mm -hmm. uh, so then the mom teaches them where a miracle was like that in the Bible and then how to ask for that gift. And yeah. then it comes to a resolution. We have a little discussion in the back, a little activation in the back uh, for each of the nine manifestation gifts that are mentioned in first Corinthians 12, six through awesome. eight. Yeah. Well, our time's coming to an end. We have to have you on another episode, Dano. So, so, so good. <laughs> Any uh, last thoughts you'd like to leave the listener today? Yeah, I think the main thing is that um, if there's any sense of just missing it or guilt or uh, shame or failure, you know, from this uh, information that you've received today, listen, just throw that off. That's, that's not, yes. that's not true. That's not real. You know, just as you're not responsible for spiritual information that you don't have an assignment in, like if you didn't know these things that we're sharing today, I didn't know them either. Listen, <laughs> when I was a young parent, I didn't know them either. I learned them later in life. And now I'm sharing them with as many parents as I possibly oh. can. So I just speak over you right now. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We break off any sense of guilt or, or yes. partnering with the torment or partnering with the desensitizing. Listen, all that we did in ignorance, we, we didn't do any of it out of intention. And so don't carry the weight of that. But let's do a reboot. Let's do a restart. And let's, um, let's just start fresh with our kids and open up the dialogue and begin to discover together what are their perceptions? What might be the gifts behind that? What are the biblical basis for those? And then also, what is their authority in this to stop the torment, stop the madness, and start moving into the power, the love, and the grace that is upon these incredible children? So good. Absolutely. So where can people follow you, Dano, to glean from you, check out any resources that you have? 
Yeah, sure. I have a Facebook page and an Instagram, which is just my name, Dan McCollum. And uh, then our resources are on Amazon or a really easy place to find our books, our downloads, audio downloads, and our e-courses is at propheticcompany.com. Uh, our e-courses, really easy place, activateprophecy.com. Any of those will get you started down that pathway. Thanks for asking. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you for being on the yes, show today. Thank you, Dano. Guys, make awesome. sure to check the show notes to see how to follow Dano and uh, also get some of those e-courses and uh, just be able to get connected with him at a whole nother level. And once again, remember, families where life begins, destiny is found, identity is enhanced, and love never ends. If this podcast has enriched your life, make sure to subscribe. And would you share this podcast with a friend or family member as it will help us to extend our reach? Thank you for listening to the show today. Until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. We are out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.